Welcome to Hard Talks with Chris and Friends, where topics that are hard or will make you hard are talked about, where things get real and unfiltered. Here is your host, Christopher Velasquez. Hi, welcome back, you guys. So today we're just going to talk about loving your curves and, you know, for the longest, the what we thought about um, the perfect body was was a specific look. You know, if we think about Brad Pitt, David Beckham, Ryan Gosling, Maluma, even Maluma nowadays, you know, think about all these people. They're just all these guys with six packs, tall, lean, but that's changed in the last couple of years. I know me growing up, um, it was so hard feeling like I wasn't cute enough or good looking enough because I didn't fit, you know, fit those ideals of a perfect body, you know, seeing, you know, teen magazines or watching TV, even like high school musical, like Zach Afron looked a certain type of way and all the, you know, the main characters looked a type of way. And these chunky guys were always the guys that were like the funny ones, the ones girls saw as friends, the ones boys saw as friends, you know? So it, it, it took a while for me to be, feel confident in my body. And thanks to a lot of, you know, I, I've been on Instagram and I followed all these people for a long while. And there's at least a handful of people that have helped me get to where I am and as comfortable I am in my own body. And, and there's a reason why I make it such a priority on my Instagram to celebrate thicker bodies. So the person that I have on today is one of the persons that loves every single curve that he has and is the person that makes me proud to, you know, be curvy. And I mean, I don't have all the cur- curves he has because he's got a, an ass that, you know, will shut Kim Kardashian down. <laughs> But he is someone that is doing so good and is such an inspiration and such a positive person and a, a positive Instagram to follow because he is sexy and he's proud of it and he's curvy and he really loves it. His name is Tommy or also known as Good Twerk Tommy on Instagram. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's, so um, it's actually good work. Good work. Uh, Good work. Yeah, I I recently changed it. I think a lot of people might have known me prior as Beauty Marks. And there was a change for that. I I wanted to make it catchy to where it would like, oh, have you heard or have you seen this person? And like, how would I stand out? Oh, good work. As if they were talking about me, I was also getting the compliment. Well, I mean, you do do some amazing work on your Instagram. So, So why don't, you know, why don't we start, let's start with who Baby Tommy was. And and how did you get to the point where you're now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I was born in a small town, Luling, Texas. Uh, population was 5,000. And I only went to school there. So I actually lived maybe about six miles deeper into Luling, into the country area. Um, it was called McNeil, Texas. And I think the population there was probably at least 
a hundred or less. And, uh, I lived near my family. I grew up near family. Uh, it was, my cousins were actually diagonally from our house and my aunt and uncle were down the road, like same road connected of gravel to our house in the end. Um, so I grew up near my dad's side and we all took the bus together, you know, different grades, but, uh, grandma was up the road. She was literally just like point a quarter of a mile away. So I grew up near family, but, uh, yeah, small town. I mean, I think even I came out to my dad when I was 13. So it's like, it was kind of weird to do that because in that small town, there's only like probably four of us that were actually gay or out of the closet at that point. And, um, so honestly, I, I didn't know a lot of myself was, I didn't, I didn't know what that lifestyle was like or anything like that. Um, I just knew there were four people that were different from all these other kids. But I always said that I never just wanted to be, you know, the, the gay kid that was just like, oh, we only know him because he's gay. Or we only know him, you know, because he hangs out with this group, but he's gay. You know, he hangs out with the girls or whatever. So I think, I think even then as a kid, I was always trying to like make myself stand out or make myself worth, uh, feel like I was worth something more than just being called, a, you know, what people would just say a gay kid or, yeah. you know, if they get worse in slang. But um, yeah, so, you know, I, I made a point to make myself stand out so much to where I was in like academics and I was like class president or, you know, I was involving myself. I was doing so many things just to make myself be more known than just of that one, you know, stigma. Yeah. You didn't want to fit. And I think that happens. I mean, it happens to a lot of us. We, we, we don't want to just be under the label of gay. We, we, we want to be just so much more. Um, and I mean, I was lucky. I was born and raised out here in California and, and I'm a, a Valley kid. Um, so it was so much more easier for me to be more than just a gay kid because, yeah. you know, there, there was so much more, you know? Um, and we had so many gay kids that it was like, at some point I was like, okay, you're, you're just one more, <laughs> you're just, one more. <laughs> you know? So I, I could imagine how hard it is in a smaller town. Yeah. It, it was, it was very different, but you know, I, I already feel like I had a personality. So I kind of just used that as a resource to, do these things so i i wasn't necessarily trying to be someone different i was just kind of doing my thing and people were watching so you know i i guess it became a positive thing so i was able to you know do fundraisers i was able to you know make myself pretty much well known where prom king you know homecoming prince all those things and it's like whenever i seen someone else do that as a gay kid and i'm you know i didn't necessarily want to feel like because because I'm gay, I just want to be like, I'm gay and I did this, you know? Yeah. Which is, which is pretty cool. Cause I mean, in, I guess in towns like mine, it could either be a good thing or be a bad thing to try and do that because there's other states that aren't so friendly in you know, certain neighborhoods or whatever. So it could be worse, but um, I was blessed to have, you know, done something positive with that. And then when I met some friends at, at 14 or 15, when I, uh, relocated into the Austin area then that's when like everything kind of changed when I saw like a whole different side of the gay world that I never knew about and it was honestly eye-opening and then I think I had to go through that travel to kind of figure out a little bit of who I was and what it is like to be gay because I, I think I've always liked the D 
<laughs> uh, you're like that's one one thing that I that I for sure didn't yeah have. I had to experience that <laughs> test it out see if it was real for me you know you're like and it was it was it was good uh, so you have 19.4k followers Word. you have music out you have you have done sponsorships with Caked Up the real Brian J MC Creations you and other and other brands that if I probably sat here and listed all of them <laughs> this podcast would be like an hour long <laughs> but I think the thing that you're doing that is most important in all of that is being the first bigger person and the person with curves in all these ads something that we haven't seen a lot of um it's 2020 um, people are supposed to be more body positive. Um, but if you look at gay media, if you look at um, just media overall, yes, I think the one thing straight people are getting right is that there's more inclusivity with their body types. I mean, we have who? We have Kim Kardashian. We have Rihanna with her venti and having all these different body types. You know, we're getting a little bit, bit more exclusivity but yeah. gay people are the only ones, you know, if you, and I'm not going to say any names, but, you know, these big underwear brands will have models of like certain looks, right? They'll have mm-hmm. all the, the chiseled guys, the, the tall and, you know, skinny guys, that, and they make clothes for those people. So, you know, it's amazing to see someone like you who, you know, not to be disrespectful, but doesn't have a six pack you know, is in love with his body and you're still getting all these opportunities and you're, and you're, and you're killing it. Cause those, all those pictures are amazing. Thank you. How did you get to that point? Have you always been a confident person? Honestly, I think it, it took time for me. Um, I was just like, you know, I, I wasn't in sports in school. So obviously that gave me nothing to do much of an athletic build. I was in baseball, but that was a little bit younger as a kid. Um, but I remember just like, here's something I can absolutely remember from seventh grade. And it was my dad that was actually taking me to, uh, get school clothes for that year. (laughs) It's funny because, uh, like we went to the outlets, you know, we were school shopping, your parents take you and da da da. And I was trying on jeans and I couldn't fit in my what a seventh grade probably should fit in a pair of jeans and I was actually tell you guys I was at 36 waist and about in the fifth or the seventh grade one of the two because the only thing I can keep remembering is that my dad's like son what are you eating and I'm like I was crying at that point and I was like I'm just eating sandwiches like it was just there was a point where it was like it was pretty bad for me, especially being short. Um, you know, it's easier to, to put pack on some pack on some pounds because of your height. Your stomach's like shorter, but it's wider. I don't know. But um, so I remember for like a whole maybe year, I did like my mom used to have these exercise videos, and you know, I just. I didn't, I wanted to be able to wear clothes. Like that was, that was mainly the problem for me. Like I enjoyed food. You know, my family raised me on fried chicken growing up. Like I'm talking chicken fried steaks. Uh, my mom used to make that when I was a kid. And all I had to do was eat one green bean to get another chicken fried steak. So 
of course I would knock out that green bean and get another two plates or something, you know, I just loved food. I loved fried food. I was raised on it and it was just so good to me. And, um, my main thing was like, I just want to be able to like, obviously fitting in clothes is a problem and I don't want to have that problem. So I like, I did these workout videos for like a year in my room. I, I stole these videos from my mom and like, it was just this one lady and it's like beach body thing. And I, I did it for a full year every day after school. And, you know, I, I mean, I did start off a little bit smaller. Um, I guess that was MySpace days. Like I was, you know, no curves, yeah. just, you know, kind of, then I started, I, you know, I slimmed down at a point and then, you know, I, I, the butt was already coming in at that time. And then I met a guy who, of course, when you fall in love, you like pack on pounds and, that's when everything changed legit i like then i started i was already a i was already getting a thick build but on top of that i was just i was gaining like natural happy weight because i was in love and i was happy yeah. and then you know so then that's when it all kind of changed like it happened um so mm-hmm. then wh- when was it when you when you embraced it you know and, and and what got you to the point to embrace all of that i think it was honestly about probably two years ago um i was i was changing job i I remember working at gold's and i was an i was an operations manager and a friend took a picture of me like while i was on the phone and he was sitting at his desk and he sends it to me and i looked i honestly just felt kind of disgusting with myself because i knew i was like i was working out i was you know, trying to hit the gym every day. This was obviously after I packed on the pounds that I had from that relationship, but I, I don't feel like I was being healthy or happy. I think I was just doing bare minimum shit. I saw myself and I was like, wow, like this is what you look like. This is, you know, you don't, you don't really look at yourself enough, but now that I was actually looking at myself, I wasn't happy with myself. And, um, I don't want to, I no longer wanted to feel like I was just doing stuff to get by. I wanted to put in work. Like I wanted to do work for me. I wanted to be, it necessarily, when I say happy and healthy did not have to mean thin. It just meant I felt good about, you know, what I'm doing for myself. So it, it was probably about two years ago when I transitioned to start working at this new job company, Lifetime. Um, everyone is like fucking Twilight in there, all beautiful. Some of them are pale and they look amazing. And I was just like, wow, like, okay, so I'm in this new class. I'm also wanting to change, but these people have changed. Like they have done things for themselves. And that's the, that's the train that I want to jump on. Like I want to do those things for myself and I want to be happy for myself. And I think the best part about doing that is the good, but also shitty journey that you get to take yourself to because you know, the outcome is always like the best thing. And I think ever since of doing that right now, kind of what I'm doing has become, has became one of the best outcomes. I, I think, and, and I could relate to that for the, for the longest. I, I was confident. I, I liked my body. Um, I'm a confident person. I don't let what others say get to me, quote unquote, get to me. Cause I mean, <laughs> obviously people will get to you sometimes right all the fucking time (laughs) for the most for the most part i i tried i tried to not let people get to me and it was my birthday three years ago or two years ago maybe even two 
Um, and I remember, no, it, so it started at Christmas. Um, I, I worked at Zara, which Zara is all like made for like skinny people. Like even the biggest sizes I, I couldn't fit into. I hated it. I worked there, but couldn't fit into it. And then I remember having to go to work and then leave, um, leaving work to go to a Christmas party. And they took pictures that night. And the next morning, obviously I was drunk and whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then, you know, the next morning, me looking through the pictures, because I was like, oh, let me post some pictures from last night. And just hating myself in every single picture. And just not even wanting to, like, post anything, just acting like that just night didn't ever happen. And it wasn't even like, wow, Chris, you were super big. But it was just, I wasn't happy with what I saw. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and it wasn't like... It, it, that nowhere in my head was like, oh, well, people are not going to like me because of this. It was like, I don't like myself how I look, you know? Yeah. And I started, you know, going to the gym and working out. And never has it been like, I'm going to become like, you know, I'm going to become a completely different person. Like, I love my, my, I'm Salvadorian and I love my pupusas. I love my tamales. <laughs> I love my tacos. You know, I love my pizza. I love my fries. I love burgers. Yeah. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to starve myself to look, you know, a certain way. And I'm not going to stop from like living my life just to, you know, have a six pack. I, I get that. And, and it, it took me a while to realize that I had to work out for myself and for what made me feel sexy. Um, yeah. and, and that being whatever it was and not to work out to impress other people or to make happy other people. And I honestly felt like I got more more um reactions of people when i was doing that so Mm. when i felt sexy for myself and when i was happy with myself people were gravitated to me you know because of the confidence and i think confidence is the key you know how do you keep your confidence high you have a bigger platform so i i'm sure you get a lot of hate and i and you get a lot of you know pushback um, how do you keep your confidence up? Um, it's it's honestly, I think what's kind of kept me going now. What kind of what sparks that that fire uh, is definitely the platform that I do have, um, because now I feel like when I got into the spot that I am and to where I would get maybe just one message a week or maybe four or five and then maybe ten of people saying thank you so much for doing what you do. Like, this makes me feel so good about myself. Um, It's not only a part of me anymore. Like, I feel like I'm now in a community of people that uh, I feel like if I let myself down, then I'm letting this community down because what did I, you know, if I affect myself in a negative way, I feel like that's going to show everywhere. And if I, you know, I post everything of my feelings online. So it's like, relationships if I'm upset like I will get hate all the time and I you know I used to like screenshot that and then I would continue to go back and forth with people about I remember those days it sets me (laughs) off like I have no I have no um I just go zero to 100 on that stuff and now I'm kind of working on myself I'm like people are actually looking at you and watching how you're reacting to this and you kind of look silly so I've been trying to walk away from one or two here and there, you know, as yeah. best as I can. Um, the people forget. And look, 
I think we're both, you know, declare ourselves like, you know, Insta thotties and, and we, we both, you know, accept that you, we do put sexual contact out there, content yeah. out there. And, and, and we're proud of it. You know, um, it shouldn't just be the six guys with abs that put up sexual stuff up there and people praise them, you know, everybody yeah. should be able to do that. So we do do that. And I think that there's a level of people forgetting that we are people too and that they in the way that they come up to us or the way they they approach us just sometimes does not like sit right i've got people just messaging me and be like let me see your dick or send me a dick picture or or just say some really disrespectful stuff to me and and i hit them up like and, I, and i'll hit them up and be like i'll start i I've I've been straight up and been like, you know what? If 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 you're gonna pay for it, go at, like talk to me like this. And if you're gonna if you think you're gonna get it for free, you're talking to a wrong person. It's just yeah. they're just being they come so nasty to yeah to to us that it's it, it's it's a level of we're still part of humans. Like you wouldn't hit up any other person like that. What makes you think that you could hit me up like that? You've had those experiences. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like every time I see a DM, and first off, DMs are hard for me. Um, I get so many, and it, it's got to the point where it's built up. I have a, you have the, for some reason, it's on a business account, it's separated into a primary, a general, and then you have your request. I have loads on each division and it's so hard to get to people and sometimes it sucks because when i can check the top one i'll look at it and it's a view photo and then it's a penis and i'm like to some honestly i'll watch them and i'll be like to myself if it's if it's pretty i'm gonna be like that's nice but if it's not up to my par then i'll just be like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, I, I honestly feel like it it's shit that people would never do in public that they're kind of treating you like me because you're also to the world, you're you're making yourself look like me. And um you know, I've always I always thought everything the way that I post, even if it's my ass or my butt cheeks, which um I, I honestly think I've been a little bit cleaner about I think I have some old pictures that are still up of me in the shower where you can see my butt. Um, but there was a while back when a friend of mine said, dude, you're doing what my friend's getting paid to do on OnlyFans. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so I went back to all the pictures that I felt like were really provocative and I archived them. So now you can't see them anymore. So I feel like you know, from what I used to be then to what I'm trying to do now, yes, they are still kind of bad, but they're not as bad as they used to be when I first started doing it. But I always felt body is art. And I never took it as um, sexaholic or anything sexual. I was always, I always felt however I was displaying myself, I was displaying myself as a piece of art. So when you get misconstrued and then they start to think that you're just some sort of sex symbol and kind of go out of their way to disrespect you. Yeah. It's just always been in a weird place, but I always feel like, damn, I should have checked the next message. Maybe it was someone saying, Hey, love your work <laughs> instead of <laughs> just being fucking probably a married man. Yeah. It, it's, 
it's tricky um and it sucks is it, it it kind of puts people in that situation where like if you are gonna see me as just you know as just a sexual thing or well, then i'm gonna put it behind a paywall because apparently if i'm gonna get treated like a slut i i I'd rather get paid <laughs> i'd rather get paid like one because same those people those people on fans only are making the bank bro they're killing it right so if if me posting a almost sexual picture like i i mean in my case it's like underwear pictures or you know if that is making you feel like you could treat me like a sex a sex object um well then i'll put it behind a paywall and then and then you'll have to pay for it and yeah and then if you if that's how you want to treat me i mean you're paying for it at that point you know but right. if you're if if you're just not i mean i've played with the idea of um getting a fans only <laughs> everybody has i think that's gone through any general person's mind now i think only fans is just like looking at you know, a subscribed Amazon account or something because I'm pretty sure everyone's looked at it. Like, I even see regular people that don't post little to nothing on Instagram and they're like, story, should I post an OnlyFans? <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's, I think it's literally gone overrated and and truth be told, like, I think that was something that I was hinting at for a, a long time. Not a long time, but just during the time that I started working with Caked Up and maybe until quarantine ended here in Austin to where we could start going back to work in like May, the end of May, I was like, between those two times, um, I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, you know, make it. And I have all this, (laughs) you know, my little, my little secret stash, but like, (laughs) you know, I have all these and I'm going to start doing this and da da da. And I ended up not even doing it because I felt like one, you can, see sex for free online too um i would rather go have sex than watch sex are you saying and then <laughs> i'm not gonna try to convince you because god knows that i would subscribe immediately but there is like there is something <laughs> there is something to to watching all these people i mean if you think about it everybody who who's had a little bit of like has po- like posted even a, a sexy picture on Instagram has gotten an OnlyFans and have has made some money, you know. So there is at least a market out there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, it it might not be your thing, but I'm sure that you know that a lot of people would want to see that from you. Um, I'm I'm still getting messages, and you know. At times, it still crosses my mind, but I just feel I'm not where I want to be quite yet to start on another venture because I feel like also doing that is another full-time gig that people have to play with. And unless you're off and making natural income while being at home on your bed, then, you know, that's probably an easier opportunity for them. But I work crazy for full-time hours and trying to commit to another full-time job while working on, you know, Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok ish, then, you know, it's obviously taking up my time. So yeah. it's hard to, it's nothing I can commit to as of right now. So, you, you know, you, you've worked with, um, caked up, you know, we are, we kind of already covered it and yeah. MC creations. Um, 
what is you know what is that dream sponsorship slash collab with a brand what would be the dream brand to work with i think dream brand would be like adidas that wasn't my i didn't know what i was going to be doing that like i didn't know that i was even going to be working with other brands right i i honestly think and I think TJ before, but I really feel like he was one of the main kickoffs to my account. And I felt good about being on his team, especially because when I went into that house, and I don't know if you saw the video of the release of Welcome to the... The Cake Up. That YouTube video that they dropped and that I was in, I was the thickest one. I, I was bigger than everybody else wearing underwear. <laughs> <laughs> and their stomachs weren't hanging over. Everything fit right. And mine was a little over, but it's okay. I was, I did the best that I could uh, to perform for that. And I feel like it was noticed. I feel like people noticed who I was then um, because I think before Caked Up, I, I believe I was about 13K and I had just met Judas um, at the time. And I'm not sure if you know who he is, but uh, Judas is on a complete higher platform than I am. And um He's a beautiful dark chocolate male with a bigger butt oh, than mine. It, he's the one that's LA based, right? Yeah. He's uh, and he has an OnlyFans. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When I met him, you know, we were, you know, I I guess I started out at twelve or thirteen, and then because of the encounters with him, uh, making a great friendship with him as well as kicked up, it it definitely pointed me to a more direction of. This dude does not look like these dudes, but I like this guy too. You know what I mean? So then people started checking me out on top of whatever I, what I was already trying to do for myself and caught on with the vibe. And then here I am within a year jumping over 6,000 followers, which I think was great. It was actually a little bit less than a year, but it, it's exciting. And then... I only thought I was going to do that, you know, and then Coyote Jocks reaches out and then I was like, what? Like, you know, you can go to Coyote Jocks page. Everyone is abs. Everybody is abs. Like there was not one person. Now there is, and it's me, but there was not one person that on that page that has abs. And I was like, how am I going to compete with this? And then, but I'm like, understand you're in a different category. People now recognize that this is a thing. You can be thick and you can be healthy. And it has its own platform. And now that they're making sizes that are more for people like us to fit in, those larges, those over the waist, you know, yeah. it could even be 34 to 38, you know, um, there's a huge market like that just because we necessarily can't fit into those things doesn't mean that we also like to not feel sexy because we do. And so now these sizes are, you know, are coming out and now they're giving them out to people who have a bigger than a 32 inch waist. I mean, it's, it's awesome to see that, that people are actually doing that. And I think it's a smart move on their part to use me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's a smart thing to use you, but it's a smart thing to you to just, be more inclusive towards those bigger sizes Um, absolutely because we're freaks we're we're all nasty like you could probably look at 
a big boy's Twitter versus a skinny boy's Twitter. And that shit sucks. And we're probably doing some nasty, freaky shit that <laughs> we probably didn't know our legs could go up. But then we can. And then we like them folded crisscross applesauce while we're being held down. <laughs> yeah, um, we're, we're for sure. I mean, the tides are changing. Um, and we're seeing it just overall that that us thick boys, you know, could hold it down even more than 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 them six packs, you know, and yeah. and and I love that, and I, I I love the the idea that um that we're getting that recognition and that it's it's gonna help people feel more comfortable in their skin. I think at the end of the day, that's that's the priority of you know of all of absolutely this. feeling good about yourself is is definitely the priority. I mean, caked up and all, you know, caked up and um, did such a big thing when they dropped that music video, and I, I remember everybody talking about it because it it not only put them on the map, and and you helped them put it in the map because me being in the circle of like guys that are thicker and that we talk about like we we talk within each other, it was like, did you see that? Like, did you see that? And it was like crazy to see you just and. Yes, there were other guys that were skinnier. There were other guys that were was called maybe tighter. Yeah, tighter or looked or, or had like cuter faces. But I mean, we couldn't pay attention when you came in. You know, Word. you you you. And there was no. There, I couldn't tell you like you know. You were like, oh well, this didn't fit well, or this, I. Everything looked like it was supposed to be there, and. Yeah the only actual parts of the video that I remember are yours because it was such a powerful thing to see you be so confident in that video. I also made out with a couple of people. <laughs> I was also, <laughs> like, I, think, I think I was the only one that kissed like more than one person in that freaking <laughs> video. I'm like, God, they're going to make me a hoe. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it, it was, you were just empowered. And, it, Honestly, and, and we don't see that often. Yeah, it, it was pretty badass. I mean, I think um, even doing the shower scene, like I was doing, I was wearing jocks pretty much throughout the whole uh, shoot and in the video, but there was that one scene I did the thong and I was just like, fuck, I'm going to be on camera in a thong in the shower. Like, but I think, I think when you're around someone who's like positive and who's already like even has their own body body positivity and if you so it's like when you're around someone with that vibe on top of a bomb ass connection that shower scene was like cake because i mean i felt good in it he made me feel good in it you know him and i having the same views on the same type of uh body it, you know we we can relate we can talk about it where he's open to hear and you know see different views just as i you know, have seen it in this way. And so, I mean, that shower scene was, it was bomb. It was yeah. so cool. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, he is an amazing guy. Um, I remember finding him because of you, because of your Instagram, but he, um, I remember there being backlash because he did a video with a, with a bit, a, a really big guy and people were disgusted by it, you know, and we're yeah. like saying all these things about it and him straight up standing, like standing up for this guy and being like, he is equally as sexy as any other guy that I've had in my, in my videos. I find him extremely sexy and extremely hot and seeing him talk about it was so, was so, 
nice and it was and it was so refreshing because he just stood up with you know stood up and had no time to pay attention to any of that negativity and yeah. he has an amazing voice i've um i've seen his instagram lives and he'll go and play the piano and sing and i'm like this guy is not only good looking has an amazing body loves thicker guys but has an amazing voice and um plays the piano yeah he's humble as fuck and he's sexy too so yeah hopefully as gay people we could get our shit together (laughs) and realize that like that like all bodies are beautiful and that we need to embrace every single body um and it's not just not just you know the six packs that 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 are beautiful you know um there's guys with you know and look you can't have a six-pack and an amazing ass at the same time a lot of these guys have little bubble butts and that are cute but if you want you know a big juicy you know kind of applicate somebody right kind of carly b body you you can't you can't have what's called a (laughs) six-pack yeah you know that that as goes goes when it, 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 when it becomes muscle, it becomes smaller and tighter, and it's still cute and it's still beautiful. But if you want that, you know, voluminous thing back there, you gotta give, you gotta give, you gotta work on that plate, <laughs> right? You you gotta give that boy a sandwich or something. <laughs> well, thank you so much um, for coming on. Um, thank you for having me. I'm. I want to publicly apologize for the, <laughs> the, the um, what is it, procrastination to, but honestly, like, the, again, the messages build when I like, I'm, me and my friends, we're, we vibe better when it's like, hey, let's do this in the moment. Yeah. Anything planned gets lost. Mm-hmm. So I'm very like, a, hey, we're doing this now. I'm like, okay, yeah. you know, so you see, I'm, I'm so sorry, but I really appreciate you having me on. It was so nice to talk to you. Um, where can people follow you if they want to follow you? So you can check out my Instagram um, at goodworktommy. Uh, goodwork is W-E-R-K. Um, and then, yeah, we'll leave the rest to let you find me on everything else. <laughs> <laughs> and then when can um, we subscribe to your OnlyFans? <laughs> uh, 2022. <laughs> like 2022. So remember to like, subscribe, leave a comment. You can follow me on Instagram at Chris Diva, and you can follow the pod at Hard Talks with Chris. And I want to give a special thanks to Jamison for letting me borrow his song, Fuckable, for the intro and outro.